Welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. We got a super dope show lined up for y'all today. We're going to be talking writing books. We're going to be talking social justice, especially on the healthcare side, diversity side of the th of the house. We're going to be talking higher education. Joining us today is class of 2021 of Westfield High School in Houston, Texas. Their first African American male valedictorian ever. You only get one first out here, guys. 2021 Coca-Cola, the Scholar Award winner and author. Yes, author, eighth grade author. He did this in the eighth grade with his own book titled Thriving in My Own Lane. Please help me welcome to the show, Davion Tatum, man. Welcome, man. Hello. How are y'all? <laughs> How's it going today in Houston, Texas? Pretty good. It's a little hot, but chilling. <laughs> <laughs> chilling other than just being hot. Hey, look, man, at Trip Talk Tech, we love the show, love to the just the disruptors and the game changers out there. And you came up on our radar, number one, for that book that I just mentioned in the eighth grade. Again, you you seen just some social justice things. You seen things that just wasn't right. And um, like like we talked before the interview, um, I think for myself. You know, yeah, we've all been there in the eighth grade, but, you know, we probably took the negative, bro. We probably got angry at the things we saw. And what you did was put pen to paper and really gave us a, a blueprint of kind of your personal memoirs and your testimony in a way that we can look at it and, and maybe relate, especially that eight, that eighth grade, eighth grader or that younger kid that can kind of take that wisdom. So definitely shout out to you for that. And second... 141 years your school west uh field high school has been in existence and you the first one bro yeah and the thing with that is yes that is a great accomplishment personally but i think bigger than that i don't want to lose is the impact that that will have again for the next kid that might have that dream can i be a valedictorian and then when they look at facts up because you know how we gonna hit google <laughs> and i see a face that looks like mine yeah guess what I can do this. So, man, you're inspiring. You're very uh, just inspiring to me. And I'm an old head and I, I, I've i already been through and did all of that. But uh, just to kind of see what you're doing and seeing the impact that you're going to leave way beyond you, man, salute to you, young fella, and uh, just keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Dave, Davion, look, we can jump right into it. You know, I, I just mentioned, you know, you, you wrote this book in the eighth grade. Now, like I said, in eighth grade, the last thing on my mind was probably writing a book. <laughs> so, like, you got to let us know. What, what inspired you? Where did that inspiration come from? How, you know, what made you say, hey, I'm going to just write a book? Yeah, honestly, um, I would look around, like you mentioned, and just see, like, the things I didn't agree with, the things that I thought were unjust, the things I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like, this this can't be. And really, the the start of the book was from like more place of confusion and frustration. Um, the initial title was going to be, what do you see? So like, what do you see when you look at me? Do you see the next president? Do you see the next physician? Do you see the next lawyer? Or do you see somebody who just has the perfect bill for the field, you know, who can just be in sports, can just be, you know, doing what society says I, I should do? Um, so that was like the initial like thought of the book. But as I was writing it, I was realizing like my message is more it's more than just me, you know, it's more than just what I'm, what I saw and what I was doing, but more so like how 
my experience can then translate to other people. And I saw like, dang, I wasn't the only one feeling it. I wasn't the only one experiencing it. I had friends who would also complain about certain things. Like, man, I want to do this, I want to do that. But like, my people just want me to do this. My people just want me to do that. And I was like, no, nah, like do what you want. Like thrive in your lane. And that's where that came from, uh, to call it thriving in my own lane and inspiring others to thrive in their own lane as well. And I feel like as I was writing it, that, that inspiration component, that inspirational component was what I wanted to put at the forefront. You know, like I wanted to talk about the issues. I wanted to address them, obviously, but I wanted to also inspire. I wanted you to read this book and see like, dang, you can relate to that problem, relate to that issue. But then at the end and towards the end, you can see a way out of it, a way to fix it. Um, so that was kind of the, the basis of it. <laughs> hey, and, and one thing you said that was, that's definitely dope. And, um, I think people need to number one go buy the book um but really see what you did there and some books some self-help books they'll tell us about the problem mm -hmm. they'll tell us their grand idea of you know conceptually how we can solve this problem or how the, maybe some ways to go about it but you like you said in this book you went into let's deal with how to deal with this and and i think to give people the problem and an effective solution mm -hmm. Again, like you said, that's inspiring. That's an impact because, hey, you don't have to guess at this. I've been through it. And let me tell you how to fix it. Yeah, I know it's frustrating. Let me tell you how to fix it. And I think, again, man, at that age, you just, yeah, I, I'm still blown away. And that's not, that's not the knock you. That's just to, to salute you. Now, great book to start. Are you thinking you ever do that again? Or does the vibe got to hit you like last time? How does that work? Honestly, I have been working on a second book so just like this book has taken kind of the elementary to middle school and kind of seeing how like an eighth grader would deal with this the book that i've been writing or the book that i'm like currently editing is taking on the high school component so driving in my own lane was the first installment and then like the second would be what does that actually look like i don't know that's not the title but i'm just saying like no, i got you I got the you. overall would be like what would that actually look like when you are thriving your own lane um, I ended the first book on let's see what that looks like going into high school and in high school. Like, what does that what does that path look like? Like, how does that really manifest itself when you're thriving your own lane, doing things that you feel you're passionate about and your passion drive you? What does that look like? Is it always easy? Probably not. Is it going to be some challenging uh, times and some hurdles you have to jump over and get through? Absolutely. So I wanted to demonstrate that and show all of that. And then it would that book would end with me going to college. And then uh, hopefully I'd write a book that encompasses oh, college and how they were. So it was, it was meant to be a three-parter when I I'm about started. to say, you got a whole trilogy going <laughs> on. You did a whole Star Wars look going in. I see what you did. You, you just like, all right, I'm going to leave y'all this. And then at the college, you go, all right, you, you just built some uh, revenue stream for the for the lifetime. All right, <laughs> Try. All right, I got you. I got the docu-series. We'll, we'll do the docu-series for you. We'll just take that and put it in video. Don't worry yes, about sir. it. We got you. We got you. So <laughs> to your point, and look, I'm right on flow with my questions because it's right here. Mm -hmm. So we fast forward to high school, right? You're out the eighth grade, you're author, you know, just regular life, like, you know, for any <laughs> old kid. You know, fast forward, you're at Westfield, right? Valedictorian. Like I said, the school's first. I always tell my kids, it's only one first. You know, you got to love that. You, you know, when I can look up and I see you the first, first is first. 144 41 years this has never happened first question what does that mean to you i know what it meant to me when i read it but what does that mean to you and second question how much work and hard work and sacrifice did you have to kind of 
put in to get to that point, man. I know it's, it, I, I really don't want people to just think, you know, hey, you went and passed some tests and mm-hmm. hey, you came out on top, man. Just what, what was that like? Yeah. So that's your first question. What does that mean to me? Um, it was incredible one like and I was just beyond honored to have even been able to receive such a title and to achieve that goal um and I feel also though the you mentioned something earlier you said how like a young kid will look and they'll look and say oh I want to be valedictorian and they'll look and say wow he's he's someone that looks like me you know um I feel like that more than anything was like my inspiration like knowing that I was doing this not just for myself but for the people who can look and say like wow I, I see myself in him. I can also achieve these goals. Um, and the reason I think it means so much to me is because I went to my district, uh, the district that was filled in Spring ISD is a majority minority district, mostly black and Hispanic students. So the fact that I was the first black male valedictorian, although that was good for me and it, 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 it's, like, it's also bittersweet, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of black and Hispanic there and yeah. You know, so I was like, dang, that's bittersweet, but I'm glad that, and I said this in my speech, I'm glad that I'm the first, but I know that me being the first, I will not be the last, you know, and that's what I hope to have inspired through my actions. Um, and to your second question, I feel like the journey for me, I had been putting in like work. I didn't know I was going to be the valedictorian. I really didn't, mm-hmm. but I always like prided myself on just getting like really good grades, and, like always like giving a hundred percent, like on everything I did since like literally elementary school. <laughs> like I just, gotcha. I always, I just had that. I just always was doing that. Um, but when I got to high school, I remember like kicking it into overdrive and it was, it was a, a lot. It it was not easy. It was not something that was just like, yeah, you know, I just did it on the side. I'm just valid on the side. No, it was. Like, it was how, many, how many parties did you miss, man? How many hey, times did people hey, say you weren't cool and hey, you was doing too much? Look, I look. I was. I like how I was able to throughout high school. I was kind of like in that middle ground, you know. Like I was mm-hmm. cool, like all the quote unquote smart kids, cool with all the like quote unquote like bad kids. I I didn't see all that, like you know, smart and bad. I just saw we all kids, man. But at the um, end of the day, I, at the end of the day, right? But I did have to like miss a lot of things that I thought was fun, like um, taking classes. I was taking a lot of just AP courses and all these dual credit classes that kind of pulled me away from some of my friends I had back in middle school, you know, and now I had like this new environment of people, new environment of friends. And it was, it was a lot, it was a lot, but I feel like it was worth it in the end, you know, and I feel like it didn't, I wouldn't say like it took away from my high school experience. Cause I still had fun. I still look back and like, dang, that was cool. That was dope. But mm-hmm. I will say that it, it was a, I used high school more as like a stepping, a stepping stone to like my future, if that makes sense. So it, was, now, it make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, you know, it was more so like I'm using this. I'm I'm here. Like I know, like we cool, but I'm passing through here because I need to gain. I need to gain to help the people I want to help. Um, so it was more. I more so looked at it like that to kind of cope with the fact that I was like having to miss certain things, uh, not going to certain parties, like not being and not losing friends, but just not being around the same the same people I was once around and all that. So. Yeah. Well, maybe you lost the right friends. And I think that's the, a good <laughs> lesson in what you're saying right here, you know, and that's, that's no cuddling of your friends. So y'all don't come and throw no bad comments <laughs> on my page. But what I'm saying is, and this is a life lesson, right? And this is something I had to learn. You know, you, you know, those people that, again, they still might be your friends and not to say that, hey, I cut them off and don't associate. But what you described is what happens in real life. You know, as we keep 
climbing and we keep going a little higher or things are different right not that those people are any different from you you just you're taking ap classes so your <laughs> crowd that you're hanging around yeah are doing ap work right yeah if you ain't doing ap work you don't understand the same homework struggles yeah. you don't understand the same time struggles we have with studying so you won't get why i can't go out right. and to your point to protect your dream you have to navigate accordingly yeah it's, it's not cutting them off. It's just managing my resources and my time. And all right, you might not fit this week. So, hey, man, <laughs> good job on that. <laughs> hey, in 2021, uh, no, yeah, 2021, you were uh, named the Coca-Cola Scholar. I mean, that, that looked like a pretty, pretty cool process. <laughs> uh, how did they get you? I mean, how was that? I, like, how, how was that whole experience, man? So going in, right? This is kind of like a funny story. So going in, I didn't know the Coke Scholar thing was as uh, competitive as it was. I had no idea. Okay. Like, and I feel like if I knew, I wouldn't have applied. <laughs> but well, let, let, let us know how competitive it is because you 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 got a knack for beating the, the, the competition. So let's start here. So only 150 students are chosen out of 99,000 that apply each year. And then of those 150, only five were selected to get like the surprise uh, reward. So I, I think the thing you're mentioning or the- So, so hold on, five <laughs> out of 99,000? Yeah. Dude, do you play the lottery? <laughs> I'm just playing mom, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, so let's go back. Let's go back. Let's get focused. You one of five of ninety nine thousand. Go ahead. Yes. So out of the one hundred and fifty, they chose five. So it was five out of the ninety nine thousand that were able to receive the um, surprise award. So the surprise award is, I think, what you see like online, um, mm -hmm. where they gave me this big check and they had like me and the the Coca Cola um, bottling company and yeah. And um, that was really cool. And the way it actually happened, my family knew. Everybody knew but me that uh, I got The joke um, was on you. They, yeah, and they, they emailed them and they were like, hey. And then I got an email that actually said that I was a runner-up, that I was a finalist. Like, oh, we just wanted to, like, honor you for, like, your efforts. And I'm like, oh, like, if I didn't get they, it. They, they give you a token trip to the yeah, factory like, plant for applying. <laughs> if I didn't get it, you ain't got to, like, do me like that. Like, you just, you know, tell me. <laughs> But so I go there and it's like, welcome, Davion Tatum and family. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this ain't no, what is this? So then they take me the whole tour and they ask me questions. They have like, and a bunch of like um, uh, photographers around. And I'm like, what's going on? And then we walk through and I see like this chair and like this big ring light. And I'm like, what is that? And then I sit there and they're talking to me. And then the, the president of the, of the Coke Scholar Foundation comes out with his big check and they're like, congratulations. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? <laughs> so it was really cool. It was really That's cool. Dope, man. That's dope. I'm glad you got the experience that man. <laughs> Look, you you applied to seven Ivy League colleges. Um I know I know you had a little difficulty with one, but let's stick to the seven <laughs> that you did, right? Including Harvard. You know, now I did some research of my own. 2021 harvest acceptance acceptance rate that's why i said you you got a green thumb somewhere <laughs> um was five percent out of thirty nine thousand plus applications and you was one of them dudes you was that dude you got that that's a rare feat you know again i 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen scandals of people trying to get in those type of schools, right? <laughs> yeah. They want to get in bad. So you in rare air, right? How much? And number one, again, how does that? How did that make you feel when you when you just like, wow? I, you know, I'm sure in your as much as you want it. That was one of those ones you wanted, but you know, <laughs> I'ma just reserve the right to feel okay if I don't get it yeah. because it's Harvard, right? But how do you feel when it's like it's Harvard and they looking at you like, yeah, we need you, we need that talent. And then I think the second part about that, it's Harvard. So <laughs> now that you're there, mm-hmm. what is that like? how much work does that take is it really like what we think like i mean again we on the outside this is this like you in the (laughs) locker room we want to know what really go on is it thick like they say or go to your first question um how did that feel honestly i didn't tell anyone that harvard was my top school right okay um i told people that mit was my top school i told people about like stanford and stuff i didn't tell anybody harvard because i'm like I don't think I'll get into Harvard. <laughs> like, I know I've done some stuff, but I mean, it's Harvard. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, dang, when I opened the letter, so my sister wanted to record. And I'm like, don't record. Like, I'm not going to record my uh, rejections. Like, what? She's like, Davi, just record. I got a good feeling. Just record. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll record. Whatever. So I record. And to open out, I didn't even want to open it last. You know how people like save like the biggest the one. Last. I'm like, I'm not opening that one last because I'm not going to end on a bad note. Like, <laughs> I'm going to open that one like get number it. two or three. And I opened I it like it. number two or three. Oh, man. It was like, and I don't, I'm not the best at like showing like my reactions and like surprise emotions and stuff. But mm-hmm. I was like, yo, like, <laughs> what? And to get that and that feeling, that initial feeling to say to see the congratulations and like they got the confetti on the thing. I was like, man, ain't no way. Ain't no way. That was crazy, man. And then it was that was just that moment. Like that moment was just so cool. And I think I thank my sister for capturing it on video because um I wasn't gonna record, but it was just <laughs> you was playing it safe. Yeah, I was playing it safe, you know. <laughs> I want I want that on, on record, but um and to your second point. Now that I'm there, man, Harvard is hard. Uh, (laughs) All right, you fact check, fact check. (laughs) I don't know who said, like, this is going to be easy, man. Like, no, it's hard. It lives up to his name, to his reputation. It is difficult. Um, And I also think Harvard was a very humbling experience for me so far. Because because going in, you know, like, I kind of had this mindset, not on, like, any, like, cocky stuff, but I had this mindset, like, Oh, anything up on my mind too, like I can do, which I still have that mindset. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now I understand that anything you put your mind to, there is sometimes an abundance of work, an abundance of difficulty that may ensue. And mm-hmm. pushing through that can be humbling. And having yeah, to yeah. push through that and, and having your your flaws be exposed, the things you may not be the best at be exposed and come to light as you're pushing through to your dream and to your goal. So I feel like that's what Harvard has done for me and showing me like dang i'm really because i'm on the pre-med track so i'm really like having to like dig and go and i'm like man maybe i'm not as good as math as i thought i was or maybe i'm not (laughs) it's like that and i think it's a beautiful uh humbling moment though because it's showing me how i can grow you know showing me like Mm -hmm. where i can improve on like things i can do better and surprisingly i thought i was gonna go there and like this is gonna be like super competitive like everybody's gonna be like you know clawing for the top 
it's really not. It's mm -hmm. really more collaborative than anything, which was really surprising to me, a pleasant surprise. Um, but I feel like even in that collaborative component, you're able to see how how you fit in and how like each everybody brings something different. You know what I mean? Like, everybody like brings like a different uh, a different I call it a different superpower to the team. Like everybody brings mm -hmm. something different, something unique and something special. Um, which is just it's just beautiful, and I love that. So, and like you said, I, I think um, that that mentality also maybe comes from our environment, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and how we come up. You know, yeah. it's a little different. You know, we always gotta compete. You know, who's gonna get out of this situation with the scholarship? Mm -hmm. Who's yeah. gonna get out of here with the? You gotta have the highest GPA out of all of us. Yeah, you, know, you gotta have this out of the best basketball player out of all of us. Yeah. You know, so you're so used to that mentality, and then you get into an environment that you even said thrives, but it thrives off of everybody bringing their best because yeah. we are different, right? You know, yeah. hey, if you can bring this and you bring that, now if we put this as a whole, like you said, we got Voltron, we got X Men, <laughs> and you, you're not, you know what I'm saying? You're not getting yeah. past that, so. You're learning, man. You're learning how it really works. And and again, to your point, you be the greatest. You in that environment, mm. nah, it, it's, it's going to be over. Now, it's funny you talk about that environment because it kind of rolled right into my next question. And I know, like you said, you said it's a lot of work, which I'm sure generates a little bit of anxiety, a little mm. bit of pressure, right? Um, and pressure just self self-built, right? Hey, look, I got this to do. Again, to your point, maybe I'm not competing, but I have to bring my best self to the team. And yeah, this might take X. Um do you or how do you employ any kind of mental health kind of practices or things to just get through your that that student load, you know, and I'm asking you that to help out maybe other students in your same right. situation in college that feel like, oh my God, what I'm gonna do. How did how yeah. does Davion handle that? Um Davion sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. People think, you know, sleep deprivation, that's the number one killer. Hey, Davion sleeps. When he needs his rest, he mm -hmm. takes his rest. If he's like a social battery, I can't because I've already had to deal with all this workload, all this homework. Like I can't really go out tonight. I can't really do this. I need to get, I need to sleep. I need my rest. I need my break, you know? Um, and I lived on the first floor. So my room became like the, the catch all room for people. They were knocking on my door. It was just too much. I'm like, I need to sleep. Like y'all leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> like not tonight, but like that, I think that, and also just, kind of finding a way to detach, you know what I mean? Like finding a, a something that you enjoy doing, something you do that takes your mind away from the rigor of being at Harvard or being wherever, being in college, being in a new situation, whatever that may be, that takes away from the rigor of like transition and the rigor of this new experience. Um, and taking your mind away from it and being able to pull away and find something that like just brings you joy. Like in this moment, you can just be joyful and just happy and like just, you know, doing this, like I'm doing mm -hmm. this right now. Um, so I think that's that's a major component also. But me personally, I, I sleep a lot. <laughs> sleep a lot. Yeah. So what are some things that interest you that you when you detach, if you can share with us? So um I actually started um singing a little bit because okay. I'm up there. I can't sing it's early, I can't sing right now. But nah, that's cool. That's cool. We ain't gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> I started singing when I was up there and I found music to be very interesting and a very interesting like detach for me. Um, okay. I also found like binge watching shows that like 
are surrounded with things that I enjoy. So like Grey's Anatomy, like the doctors, right? And okay. Like, hey, Dr. Grey. All right. So <laughs> that could be me one day if I keep, you know, if I keep going. But just different things like that. Um, I'm trying to think, what else do I do? Let me see. Um, I know I know that me and like my close friends that we made that I made uh, up there, we have like just study break times, like just straight up okay. like, hey yo, Friday, we ordering wing stop, we like going in the common room. No work. We just chilling, relaxing, you know. Uh, I brought my video game up there at one point, but then like one second semester hit and then finals, I was like, I ain't got time for this. I had to ship it back home. Yeah, <laughs> send it back. But even stuff like that, you know, like little things that you may like overlook. I know a friend who um he meditates. Like he that's what he does. Like he just, I do too. He meditates. And I'm like, can you like teach me how to do that? Because I I don't know. Like I feel like if I meditate, I go to sleep. But um, he meditates and he feels like that really is what balances him, keeps him balanced and keeps him like where he needs to be with everything. So I feel like it's just a bunch of different things and especially finding people who also understand that that rigor and understand like what you're going through. Y'all can collectively find ways to detach, you know, and collectively find ways to kind of break away from the the day to day um, things and just be like, hey, like in this moment, we cool, we chilling, we just vibing. That's it. That's it, man. Got to detach. You made a great point with that. Look, Davion, they say it takes a village to raise a child, right? Who were the and, and like I said, you 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 got some pretty dope accomplishments. I know your village is just cheesing, standing on top of the <laughs> roofs of the village, and they they letting them know you coming. Who you got to thank to help you push through and get some of those challenges that you had to come to and overcome to get to what you got. Yeah, you know, I definitely got to thank my immediate family. So like my mom, my dad and my sister, because <clears throat> they have really been my foundation, you know, mm -hmm. um, I want to give a special and long overdue thanks to my dad, though, because Father's Day is tomorrow. So <laughs> I want them to watch this and see. The thanks, video. Dad. We appreciate you, Dad. <laughs> you, Dad, because, you know, sometimes the things that are done in the background and the things that people don't always see um they go overlooked you know and they, they you don't really like sometimes you don't feel like you're being remembered in what you do so i want to make sure that my dad knows that i remember him i do and i i know what you do and i appreciate you and i love you dad so um dope. we yeah. love you dad he's a great <laughs> kid man you did a great job dad yeah cool man look how does like what you're doing at Harvard right now? I know you said you're pre-med. I know you uh we we talked about some of the boys and you can talk about them that you're kind of working through on the civil side of, of the medicine house. Um, but how does with the work and the things that you're getting involved in at Harvard, especially in this tough environment already, um, how does that coincide with your overall purpose in life? Mm, that's a good question. So I usually try, I hope this doesn't sound too cliche, but I usually try to like allow my passion to lead what I do and to lead like the endeavors that I go into so that everything that I do kind of overlaps with what I feel my purpose is. Uh, so to that point, like my interest in global health, health policy, medicine, that came as a result of me really wondering and asking like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I like science, but I also understand like there are some social issues and, you know, social things we have to uh, fix and reform. Like, how does this like intersect and where can I intersect this? And I remember taking my first, one of the first classes I took um, at Harvard, my freshman year, first semester was a class in global health. And it was called who lives, who cares and who dies. 
And it was basically saying, like, we look at the we look at global health and we look at health as just being like biological, like, oh, if you're sick, it's because of this illness or if you're, you're you need treatment, you need this medication. But they were they were shedding more of like a a social light to it and saying, like, yeah, but you have social determinants of health and how people, the environments they live in can dictate their health outcomes or their access to health care, their access to certain treatments. Um, and I feel like that kind of spoke to that intersection, you know, that I was talking about. So now I see myself kind of intersecting medicine and law at like health policy and global health and uh, policy reform. And also, um, I was thinking like, I don't I don't have like a name for it yet, but it's just been mm -hmm. on my heart to do a nonprofit that kind of or to start a nonprofit that kind of encompasses all of like my passions and all the things that I want to do and just Everything that I've done, I want it to be under like one umbrella or one big thing, like, you know, through my nonprofit and just able to spearhead that and spread that. Um, but, yeah, I feel like everything that I do, everything that I try to do um, is linked some way to like what I'm passionate about. My God, man, you're going to get there. So just, you know, put it on paper. I know it's coming, whatever that that nonprofit is. I know it's going to be it's going to go up. All right, man, two more questions, and I'm going to let you get out of here. What's next for Davion, man? What you got coming? I know you said you're you working on it. I, I love the trilogy. That that was just a super <laughs> dope idea. Eighth grade, you already planned the Star Wars, so you got the high school memoirs <laughs> might be dropping. What you got after that, man? What you got? So I'm going into research, so I'm actually in it right now. I'm doing some research um, about, as I mentioned, the racial health disparities in medicine and in our health systems. Um, I've connected with certain doctors and Harvard Medical School professors to further that research. So research is going to be like a big part of, I know, um, my summer, my continuing my summer and going into this fall semester. Mm -hmm. um, I also see myself getting more involved in like the policy aspects of things. If you ask any of my family members, I've never been into like policy and politics and all that stuff, but I do see the importance of it. And if I really want to like bring about change or like change how things are taught and change how things are viewed, we'd have to get some policy changes in place. So I do see myself joining like the Institute of Politics and different things like that. But really the the overarching thing that I'm gonna do is just keep following my passions and keep letting those passions lead me. Um, keep trying to be um, on the right path, the path that God wants me to be on and just making sure that I'm doing the right things. Um, and yeah, just, Helping people. I don't think there's nothing wrong with helping people. Like, <laughs> I think it's good to man. help people, man. It always come back tenfold. So you got the right mentality, man. You all over it. Man, look, you killed it today, but we got to ask you this last question. We ask all our guests. Favorite pair of tennis shoes of all time, man. Oh, hey. um, Concord 11s. Concord 11s. Okay, I like them. <laughs> so we, we like it. We like it. We like it. The Concord 11s. We're going to definitely throw them up for you. <laughs> man, Davion, like I said, man, just impressive young man. Um, Just sky's the limit, bro. Just keep pushing. Keep pushing to help. Keep pushing the narrative to change the narrative. You um you're already there man you you've done it you've done it already you set the foundation to keep doing it and i think your work is definitely inspiring what you're doing is inspiring um again remember you're human things happen <laughs> i know you're not perfect but to this point you've led a, just a, a beautiful example for the young men behind you to just strive to do much more and again we rocking with you here 
I know you got a lot of people rocking with you in Houston, Texas. So Houston, Texas, proud. We throwing up. We saying what's up. We 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 salute y'all. Y'all really got some gems, man. Thank you for joining the show, man. I appreciate you, Davion. <laughs> thank you. It was an honor, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem. It's Trip Talk Tech, y'all.